It's time now for the complete story with Dick Bott, a public news and information feature of Bot Radio Network to keep you informed about the most important issues of our day. Now, here is Dick Bott with today's complete story. I tell you what, folks, as long as you're alive and, uh, and above room temperature, why you have the opportunity to be uh, meeting people and greeting people and finding out about people. And there are some wonderful people, believe it or not. Now, if you just listen to the news, you would say, it isn't worth going out my front door anymore. There's so much anger. There's so much uh, shooting and on and on and on and on. No, that's not true. And I'll tell you, when you start meeting people and looking into their story and finding out about them, you meet friends. And friends create friendship. And it goes on and on and on. So it's a while back... And she's been on our program before, but my great-granddaughter, for goodness sake, I think Kaylee was maybe 14 or 15 at that time, and she entered a contest, an essay contest in school. And then my daughter, who was Kaylee's grandma, why then Sherry came back and said, oh, the lady who put that contest on, uh, she, she's just your kind of person. you got to look her up. So I did. Why not? And I met Vivian Avery. And then out of that friendship and acquaintanceship, then my wife and I met Vivian's husband, John Avery. And it was wonderful. And it wasn't too long before after that then that I guess we met Vivian's mother. And that would be Mrs. Hattie Avery. I uh, know Sexton, that's right. So anyway, it goes on and on and on, doesn't it? The chain is long. If you are involved and you're above room temperature, well, then keep smiling and meet people. And uh, who knows what will happen. Well, anyway, Vivian's in the studio. And, Vivian, we're glad to have you back because I'm going to have you introduce the program and tell the folks about the church you grew up in. Folks, now listen, uh, we don't have television here, so I have to explain. Uh, Vivian Avery, you're going to hear in just a minute, is an African-American lady. Should I say African-American or black-American? How should I say that, Vivian? Come on, get right into it. Just a lady. A lady. I like that. But I want our audience to get the framework. I want our audience to get the framework. And uh, and then you were a little girl in what church? Shiloh Missionary Baptist Church in Warrensburg, Missouri. All right. Now listen, folks. Shiloh Missionary Baptist Church in Warrensburg, Missouri. And that's where you were a little Sunday school girl, I guess, huh? Yes, sir. Sunday <laughs> school, vacation Bible school, um, BTU. Little bit of everything, little little uh, volunteer cook. Now you're in a the grandmother kitchen. yourself right now, aren't you? Yes, sir, I am. All right, but then you told me about your mother, Hattie Sexton, and so we met her, and we're glad to have Hattie Sexton in the studio as well. And Hattie Sexton, we're going to move on to you because you are, you are. Uh, let's see, on Shiloh Missionary Baptist Church in Warrensburg, Missouri. You've been there quite a while, not clear back to the beginning, of course, but quite a while. Do you remember the days when Vivian was a little girl and you wanted her to be in church? Oh, yes, we were. She was in church every Sunday. In fact, we were both. And many times I naturally was with her because I was once a, some Sunday school superintendent. Why? Oh, you were the Sunday school superintendent? At one time, yes. So if you were the Sunday school superintendent, surely then your daughter Vivian, she's going to be in church, like it or not. She's going to be there just like I was when I didn't like it, but I was still there. But you were there. Was it good for you? It was good for me. 
Tell me then, we get right into this, what was important to you as Vivian's mother, who now is a grandmother herself, what was important to you to see that she was in church? It was important to me because uh, I always found that the church was a good foundation beside, besides the schools. Of course, we know training begins in the home, but back in the days, uh, the church was also part of that training program, which is completely different nowadays because even the children, the way they are going astray, uh, they have very little training uh, home-wise or religious-wise. So it was very important to me. And then, too, I was trying to allow Vivian to, sh- to, to see that uh, being in church, it wasn't always a dried and long, lingering affair like, it, you know, most people decided because we had Sunday school. We tried to have some entertainment there. And, of course, we had the BTU program, which was, it was great for the kids because they all had to learn the Bible, the books, the Bible, in which it was a competition, more or less, there to see who, who could do them the fastest and, and retain that knowledge. And various scriptures they had to re- return uh, and rememberize. And also, uh, during each year, uh, we also had the Sunday School and BTU Congress. And, of course, the young ones, they would be delegates, and they would look forward to that because that meant uh, they would have a week away from home in another city, and they had the opportunity to meet other uh, people their age and just to see other places of interest also. So Shiloh Missionary Baptist yeah. Church was a church that the kids, the children, and then growing into young people could be engaged in activities and so on and so forth. Now you mentioned something that's really close to my heart. They were memorizing scripture verses that is and correct. memorizing the books of the Bible. Correct. The Bible says, Thy word have I hid in my heart, not carried under my arm, not put in my pocket, but thy word have I hid in my heart that I may not sin against thee. It's when children memorize scripture verses. They remember them. Now, they may think they're just doing it to win a contest or it's a participatory event in the church, but when they have that memorized and it is affirmed and the church takes positive note of it, that goes deeply into the heart of that child, doesn't it? It does indeed, because the Bible, we have to recall, it says that you train up a child in the way that he should go. And when he was old, he would not depart. Yeah. And that is very important to me. I've carried that with me throughout my, 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 my life. Of course, as we go older, sometimes, you know, when you're younger, you know, you in church and you decide, well, when I get old, I'm not going to church. But, you know, there were times that I did stray, but there was always something that made me go yeah, by, and yeah. that was because that was the way I was trained. See, who of us, me included, did not stray. That is true. Did not get off the course. My word, everybody is a 14-year-old or a 16-year-old or an 18-year-old, or you're 21 years old, and you think, wow, uh, there is the apple, you know, so I think I'll just, no, 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 no. But when, when, when the foundation is laid... And the Word of God is deeply in your heart, and you have the memories of being with the Lord's people and what you were trained as a child. That does kind of stick with a person, and it really helps them think about a lot of things when they're off the path a little bit, doesn't it? It does indeed. It kind of reminds me of the one of the little stories years back of the the little boy with his kite, uh-huh. you, you know that, yeah. and uh, someone approached him and asked him, what was he doing there with that, you know, on that string looking up in the sky, and he says, I, I, I have a kite up there, and the individual says, well, I don't see anything. He says, well, I know it's up there because it, keep, I, it keeps pulling on my string, and that is the way when you oh, tell a child, go, you, you know, he's growing up into the church, there is something 
within there's a song and that is what it does to a child when they are raised in oh, in, right. in the church there is oh. something within that constantly it, it stays there it's just a foundation that does not go away all right now listen and now what we're, and by the way folks in other states uh, we're talking about Shiloh Missionary Baptist Church in Warrensburg, mm. Missouri. Mm. Now, let's see. Is that east, uh, southeast of Kansas City? No, it's about, it's about good what? 50 miles east uh, of Kansas City. Yeah, 50 miles. So it's a—we'll it's a, right, be talking a little bit more about it, but you bring up so many important things because people can say, well, listen, obviously we know um, that the Bible teaches us that salvation— is by grace uh, through faith in Christ and so on and so forth. We're talking church, 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 but the Bible also says assemble yourself together. Don't forget to do that because we need community. One helps the other. One reinforces the other. And it is the community of a good Bible-believing church that gives that family, that child, those, uh, those children, that gives them something that is institutionally important to them. So being in a good Bible-believing church, sure, you can do it at home, and that's wonderful. Please do it at home. But also, assemble yourselves in and have the kids involved in a good church. Don't just think the school is all that's in their life. That good Bible-believing church is the center ground, isn't it? That is absolutely true, because also in some of our schools, there are many people in schools that do not know the Lord. They do not believe in church. So therefore, the child has to have a good foundation starting at an early age directly from home. Yeah. Well, anyway, anyway, now you were a girl. Folks, uh, we're talking now about a time because Shiloh, Shiloh Missionary Baptist Church was founded 129 years ago. Yes. As a matter of fact, this coming Sunday, now people living in the Warrensburg area or in the greater Kansas City area, you may want to attend because this Sunday is going to be the big anniversary Sunday from 129 years ago when that church was founded. As um, Now, here again, I want to get my phraseology proper so the listeners understand what we're talking about. This is this was as a black church, or should I say it that way? Or Yes, I'm, absolutely, a black church. All right, and 129 years ago in this rural area of Missouri, it was a different world. Not that it's better today or so, so hotsy-totsy. And fine, we know it isn't, but it was a day then. It was sure different because you couldn't even attend the school in that town. And they did have schools. We did have schools. But yeah. you couldn't go there. That is absolutely correct. They, they had uh, great schools, beautiful great schools. They had high schools and even the, the home of Central Missouri State College. But I still could not attend high school in Warrensburg, Missouri. Was Missouri State College running that? Absolutely, Yes. I don't want to tell uh, tell your age, but I want the radio listeners to really capture what we're talking about here because you you are what are you in your sixties or no? What? I'm actually I don't mind. I'm grateful that I'm eighty years old. Oh, are you really? I am indeed. Do you know I'm eighty four years old this month? Well, I don't mind saying that God's been good to me. I'm glad. I'm, and I'm I'll happy. tell you this: whatever whatever time He gives me to draw breath into my lungs, I'm gonna I'm gonna just have a good word. I'm going to try and care about people 
I thought life is what it is, isn't it? That's right. Every day is a holiday. That's right. That's right. <laughs> That's right. Every day is the first day of the rest of your life. Have that you ever is heard correct. That? Absolutely. All right. So then having established that, when you were in the sixth or seventh grade or grade school or coming into junior high school, you could not go to the school in your town, and there were plenty of them. You had to go where? I had to go uh, 30 miles to Sedalia, Missouri to C.C. Herbert High School. And there in Sedalia, uh, there were other uh, children bused from surrounding areas, Marshall, Missouri. There was Appleton City, Tipton, Otterville. And of course, in Warrensburg, there were also kids that came in from an area that was called Mount Surratt, Missouri. We mm-hmm. stopped there. But there were Centerview and kids that were came in from uh, Magnolia to Warrensburg to, to board the bus. Yeah. So then you had to go from Warrensburg, how many, would you say, 50 miles down to Sedalia? No, 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 it's by 28. What, 28, 28 miles? Well, that's quite a commute, you know, 28 miles down. And the only reason is because you could go to that I local school. I could not school. go to school in Now, the reason we're getting into this, folks, the reason we're getting into this, folks, is to remind everybody that there were churches all over that part of the country. Right. Lots of churches, and every one of them had a B-I-B-L-E. Every one of them had the Bible. The Bible is not new. And the Bible is the same yesterday, today, and forever, but it's the way people, human nature, tends to want to think anyway. Someone said a man convinced against his will is of the same opinion still. So regardless of what the Bible says about what's right or what's wrong, if old human nature prevails— why, then we say, I don't care what God says. Why, I want it my way. So you were not permitted at that time to go to the schools that were all over the place. You had to go clear away. Now, the reason I think that's so important is today people need to take a deep breath. And they need to stop and think. Maybe they need to get on their knees. And they need to say, how welcoming is my church? Or when we talk to Pastor Moody in a few minutes, how much do we get out of the box and go visit other people? and say, come to our house of God, be a part of our church. Let's get to know each other. Let's be the Lord's children as he intended us to be. So anyway, that's the way you grew up. But apparently, apparently you had children, and Vivian is one of them, who is now our dear friend. And um, and you had her in church, and you did the best you could. Yes, besides Vivian, I have two other daughters. I have three daughters. And I spent four years riding the bus back and forth to today in high school. I graduated in 1954, so that, that goes back quite a few years. But all three of my children were raised in the church. Isn't that, isn't that a blessing? That is. Isn't that a blessing? And everything you're telling us doesn't mean it was easy. Well, it wasn't easy, but that's just the way it was there because, after all, uh, segregation was coming to a head, more or less, but it was uh, two years after I graduated that the schools in Warrensburg were finally uh, desegregated. And, and so, therefore, the bus um, transportation was yeah. Um, yeah, discounted. What, what, what year did you see? Did you say 51? I graduated in 54. So you graduated in 54. I want to mention, because we have a ton of listeners in Memphis, Tennessee. It was still in 1968 when Dr. By the way, it's Reverend. Dr. Martin Luther King King. was shot. Isn't that something? So uh, the old devil, the old devil's alive and well as long as we give him a piece of our heart or a piece of our mind 
or that sort of thing. And, uh, and I just want the listeners to know that right now, the hand of friendship can be stretched out and the church can become the church. Well, God bless you. Thank you. God bless the mother that you were and to your girls and to Vivian. And then Vivian married John Avery. He's one of my my, my friends. You know, we're going to be talking about John. And Pastor Moody, and I want to turn to you because you're the pastor of a, of a Shiloh Missionary Baptist Church in Warrensburg, Missouri. Tell us about this 129th anniversary service you're going to have this Sunday. Well, it's going to be an exciting time. It's a time where we can reflect on how good God has been to us and to this church family, uh, to this community that has given us the privilege to reach out and be an instrument of God to touch the lives of those individuals that may not know him or those that have become distraught or disenchanted with the church. Uh, We spend our time focusing on the vision that God has given us. And our vision uh, for our our church is to be an authentic biblical church strengthened by Jesus Christ with ministries focusing on building and operating Christ's state-of-the-art spiritual hospital located in Warrensburg, Missouri, crossing all lines to provide spiritual care to all people with the saving, healing, and the delivering power of the gospel of Jesus Christ. Now, you mentioned to me also that Shiloh Missionary Baptist Church in Warrensburg, you, because you're working with, with what God has placed on your plate, what God has placed in your area, and you're feeding people and helping people. You're feeding the hungry and reaching out to the homeless and doing everything else. You have a full circle ministry, don't you? Yes. Uh, we, we focus on uh, making sure that we do our part in, in helping people with immediate needs so that they can understand that it's not what we want from them, but it's what we want for them. And we want for them the very best. Uh, God so loved the world, he gave his only begotten son, that whosoever shall believe in him shall not perish, but have everlasting life. And we believe in that message. That message says that we're to give our best, uh, just as he laid down his life for us. We're willing to lay down our life for our friends. And as we look at what's out in this world today, one of the things that we must say and we must believe is that love will cover a multitude of sins. And therefore, we must be the light that shines. We must go out and interact with our other brothers and sisters, uh, sisters and brother churches that have come along this way so that we can celebrate together in the goodness of God. This 129th uh, anniversary is dear to us because we've been through uh, a process of growth and we've been transforming uh, as a church, uh, looking to make sure that we represent what God would have us to represent and that we can touch as many lives as we can. We spend most of our time looking for the unlovable and looking for the people that may have been forgotten. And we want them to know that they're not forgotten because we've got a Heavenly Father that sits up high and He looks down low. And we've been so privileged to be able to be an instrument that God would use uh, in the community of Warrensburg uh, to reach out into the school systems, to reach out uh, to those that are uh, homeless, to reach out to those that are going through a financial stretch, uh, that we're able to feed meals five days a week uh, in our facility uh, by the Mana Harvest uh, Ministry that is a nonprofit uh, that we put together and we rolled it out to the community and it's ran by 
a board of the community. And what we do is we work together with social agencies to fill in the gap where there's holes. But why we have that opportunity to do that, we have the opportunity to give them the very best. And that's the Lord Jesus Christ who was given to us. And we believe that that is what's pleasing to God. And we just want to make sure that uh, we're focusing on the big picture. And the big picture is the kingdom of God. Yeah. You know, it's hard to talk about the gospel when a person has pain in their stomach because they're hungry. Absolutely. And it's hard to talk about the gospel when a child has a need that is totally unfulfilled. So when that is done, and that's the work of the church, and then share the gospel. Now, one thing is sure. If you're just bringing a person food or telling them to come and have dinner and one thing or another and not share the love of Christ and the cross of Christ so they can have that life that's eternal, well, then that's missing the whole point, isn't it? Yes. It's um, well, God bless you. Now, how long have you pastored that church? I've been pastoring there for 19 years. 19 years is a long time. Yes. But it's nothing compared to 129 years, and that's what, that's what uh, you're pastoring an institution that was there when, and, uh, and you're continuing it on now. Yes. All right. Well, God bless you. Tell me the circumstances of your own conversion to Christ. The circumstances of my own conversion to Christ was that uh, for many years I was brought up in the Lutheran church. And uh, one, one well, a day— A lot of Lutherans love the Lord. Yes. One day Some my, mother, don't. my mother told me that I was getting baptized. Mm-hmm. And I said, okay. And I remember going through uh, the process and remembering the pastor telling me that I was saved. All through the years, I believed that I was saved. And I never really had a relationship with Jesus Christ for myself. You knew about him, but you didn't, didn't know, know him. him. And one day on uh, 2700 Mercington Avenue, uh, under the direction of the Reverend R.D. Fields, he preached a sermon, You Must Be Born Again. And in my heart, uh, I received the Lord Jesus Christ. I knew that it was time for me to make a decision, and I made a decision for Jesus Christ. And I remember giving my life, and many people had said that it was I was coming for Christian experience. And when I made my way down to him, I said, no, I'm not coming under Christian experience. I'm coming as a candidate for baptism. It was the first time in my life that I had made such a significant choice, and that choice was so meaningful to me that my whole life opened up, and life was never the same after that. And from that, uh, I was given the privilege to be able to come and to serve as a minister of the gospel of Jesus Christ. For I know there are many people out there that believe they're saved because Mama said they were saved. But my message to everyone out there, you must choose for yourself, you must know for yourself, and you yourself must live for him that died for you. Yeah. Coming to uh, Warrensburg, Missouri, now that's 50 miles for those in the vicinity. That won't help you in Nashville or in Fort Wayne, Indiana. You're not going to be there. Modesto, California, you're not going to be there. But for those who are in the vicinity at all, Warrensburg is 50 miles east of Kansas City on Highway 50. Um, So Sunday is going to be a big day, isn't there? Yes, it is. 
Uh, do you have a lot of families in the church that were like uh, like Mrs. Sexton here, you know, raised in the church, and now they're up pushing 70 or something like that? I want to share this. Did I share this? When I was there, Rich was there, my wife was there, and it was a special service, and there was a lady just in front of us, and she was so, oh, I don't know, she, she was happy. She was happy. She loved the Lord and the singing and that sort of thing. And I thought, as I was studying her a little bit, I thought, well, wow, she, wonder how old she is. And somebody said she was, how, how old was she? 96. 96 years old. Oh, for goodness sakes. Well, you see now, she was there when? <laughs> she was there back in the day, as they say. Yes. Uh, now, she's gone home to be with the Lord, hasn't she? Yes, she, she has. But I imagine you have other families that were there, raised their children there, and then their grandchildren have been raised there. And that has been the harbor of hope, the haven of rest, and a place where they could get spiritual food and help and have a community of faith right there. Is that is that still true? It's still true, and it's still a big part of who we are. We are a church that love is building. And what we believe is we believe that the Lord Jesus is coming, and he's coming soon. And we have this great opportunity to reach out and touch as many lives as we can to proclaim the gospel, but not just say it, but live it, so that people might see our good works and glorify the God that we serve. Is the human heart the same evil rascal that it always has been since the beginning of time that needs the same remedy as it always has needed? Or have we gotten so smart and so uh, and so sure of everything that we don't need that anymore? It is the same. I mean, anyone has to look at Las Vegas right now and know that hate is hate and evil is evil. And somehow a person can get so empty, so empty, they start doing terrible things. Yes. And we could go on and on and on. Whereas the Bible is pretty clear. To love thy neighbor as thyself. You want to love God. You want to love God. The Lord said, love the Lord, with love God with all your soul, with all your heart, with all your strength, and then we give it to all. But he said, the second is like unto it, that you love your neighbor as yourself. Yes. And that's what you're doing. That's what we are attempting to do. I just feel if, if somebody listening now, who knows where they are, if they want to make a contribution to your church, I don't know if they would or not, but that's up to them. How would they go about doing that? They would be able to go to our Facebook page uh, there uh, at the Shiloh Missionary Baptist Church on Facebook. Uh, you can make a donation there, or you can send it to 212 North Main, Warrensburg, Missouri. 64093 is the zip code. Yeah. All right. I'm going to... Uh I'm going to ask you to lead us in prayer in closing this broadcast. We don't customarily do that. I think it's I think it's very nice though on this occasion. Folks, this is the anniversary of a church that was helping people. That was there for them. And sometimes when things look hopeless, you've got to go someplace where people say there is hope. Hang on and do your best and do what you can. So on and so forth. Like uh, like uh, Mrs. Sexton here, you see, when she was a little girl, here was the church that that allowed her to say, "Hey, I, I, if it takes if it takes going clear from the 28 miles every day one way, that's one way, wasn't it? Yes. 
and then 28 miles back just to get to sixth grade? 12th grade. What? 12th grade. 12th grade. Wow. Well, where'd you go? Where'd you go to grade school? I went to, I went to grade school there in Warrensburg through that one through eight. And through one through eight. Yeah. Then I went spent four years in, in Sedalia High School. But they weren't going to let you go to high school. Oh, definitely not. No. So anyway, you said, well, I'm going to go anyway. Whatever it takes, I'm going to do it. And I did. Yes. Well, that's, I suppose, because your mama put that in your heart. That is correct. <laughs> and the church helped her reinforce that commitment. That's what we need, folks. Well, Pastor Moody, you, you close us in prayer. Gracious and eternal Father God, we just come this afternoon, Lord, and we thank you for your goodness and your mercy. We pray, Lord, that your love will abound through us, Lord, of those that you've called as your own children. We pray for this world, Father God, and we pray for the many, Lord, that are yet suffering and those that are master uh, depressed and those that are burdened down. We know that you're able to do anything but fail. And you yourself and your word have said, now unto him who's able to do exceedingly and abundantly above all we could ask or think by the power that worketh in us. Lord, we pray right now that you will bless this nation, that you will bless the United States of America, that we, Master, will lean back unto you, Father, that we will follow your rules, that we will look toward you, and that you will be our safe haven. We want to thank you. We want to give you praise and glory. For us in the mighty name of Jesus, we pray. Amen. 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 Well, what else can I say, folks? This is Dick Bott with this chapter of The Complete Story as a public service, and I'll see you later. 